Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this cover story is about the interesting times that lie ahead for the luxury real estate market in India and for the first time Forbes India has featured a list of India's top 20 upcoming neighborhoods not just the existing ones but also the new and upcoming ones. And joining me to talk about the package of stories for this cover story from the Forbes team are Deepak Ajwani director online and events Pravin Palande editor markets and finance and the principal correspondent Samar Srivastava hi it's great to have all of you on the call hi abhishek nice to have you on the podcast as well thanks deepak and briefly what is your cover story about and what did you set out to investigate right so this issue is about india's best neighborhoods that's the attempt we made to list and rank the best neighborhoods of the nation as well as rank and list the top 20 upcoming neighborhood and that was the core theme that you know runs across the issue apart from touching on luxury and various other design aesthetics and architecture what i personally anchored was the cover package of chronicling four people four businessmen their homes the way they have done up their home what they have chosen to put in inside how they have structured the home in terms of bungalow versus the building as well as why they have chosen where they have chosen to live so that's the cover package about wherein we talk to four people and start with the person on the cover which is dr habil korakiwala he is the chairman of walkart he lives in bombay in pedder road interestingly although pedder road is full of traffic his house is in a lane that suddenly cuts into pedder road in a quiet place it's a huge eight story building he's taken inspiration from the alhambra period of architecture and how he's intelligently tried to incorporate the philosophy of you know the moorish empire period of architecture where water light and air is the core requirement and enough detail and attention has been paid to let all of them figure in the house so he's got the entire east side of the house with glass facade so as to let the rising sun and the sun rays enter his home there's a water fountain that runs across the periphery of his home cooling the air by clearly 2 to 3 degree centigrade and that we witnessed personally and how his water body runs across his home so that's how water and you know light has come in so that was a bombay home we had two bombay homes one by habib korak sajai on the cover the other is the home of runwal builders he lives in bandra and how he's built a 10th floor mansion it's called marine mansion the third home was of sanjeev goenka he's the chairman of rt sanjeev goenka group where he has a home in Calcutta, Kolkata as they say today. It's called Goenka Nevaz and how he lives in a home which was built way back in 1948. One of his living rooms is actually in terms of the furniture and the placement of the furniture as it was some 20 years ago when his father and grandfather used to entertain guests in the living room. The fourth house is of uh, V.C. Burnham, the chairman of the uh, Dabur Group. That's in Delhi and every wall, every inch almost in his living room and couple of other rooms is packed with art from the most famous painters across the world. So it's an interesting look at how four people have built their homes, some who live in the family home, some who built it from scratch and how they've designed, why they've chosen to live where they are. And not just these four houses, but for the first time you have what is a list of the top 20 established neighborhoods and top 20 upcoming neighborhoods praveen if we could have a word from you a background as to how did you go about compiling a list the process was actually very simple we decided that uh, we are going to choose 
the area based on price and nothing else. The whole idea was that price factors in everything, be it amenities, be it hospitals, be it schools, everything is factored in the price. So what we were looking at is like, you know, which are the costliest areas in India. And we came out with the top 20 list. We took the help of JLL India and uh, their research analysts put in a lot of effort. So if you will see that Altamont Road in Mumbai is at rupees 90,000 per square feet. And it is obviously the costliest area in the country. That is also where the Ambani sleep. And later on, obviously, Delhi follows very closely to Mumbai. And after that, it's Kolkata, Chennai, Bangalore. And interestingly, what you also observe is that these cities that have the highest population also in some form enjoy high rates. Then we have the upcoming neighborhood, which is actually very interesting because these are the new areas and the story is generally about redevelopment as well as new areas coming under city zone. At number one position, we are actually kept Dadar. The reason is that Dadar and uh, nearby areas are going through a lot of redevelopment. Entire Dadar, if you see the average age of buildings out here, is closer to 70, 75 years. It's very unlike Parel. Parel, in fact, the rate is around 35,000, but in Dadar, the new buildings that are coming up, the rate is 45,000. And that is the reason Dadar is basically a new and upcoming activity. And then you have other areas like uh, Mailapur in Chennai, Coimbatore, uh, the Red Coast Road, also Nagpur, Bangalore. We have even Guwahati is there. There is an area called GS Road. It is 4,500 rupees per square feet, but it does come on our list because there is a lot of new activity happening on this road. It's a capital complex corridor and airport corridor. That's why, like, you know, there is a lot of activity on the GS Road in Guwahati. Then you have interesting areas in Kolkata, Bhubaneswar. If you go below on the list, you also have Injewadi and Kharadi in Pune, where basically a lot of IT companies are coming up and there is a huge demand for residential complexes out there. Right. Thanks, Praveen, for giving a good rundown of the list. But in spite of this, the package of the cover story seems to suggest that the real estate market for the affluent is not exactly on the run. Summer, if we could have a word or two from you. Abhishek, there's absolutely no doubt that the real estate market in India has slowed down. And at a panel discussion that we had, we invited people who were in private equity, invited people who were in real estate funds, and we invited developers. And all of them pointed out to the fact that there were three reasons why the real estate market has slowed down. The first reason being high interest rates, second reason being family growth not being what it used to be, and third reason being high inflation. Now, when you look at houses that are more reasonably priced, say something that's priced at a crore in Bombay and up to 50 lakhs outside of Bombay, demand is still there. It might take you a little longer to sell your house, but you'll still be able to sell but when you look at the luxury space, luxury space is very sentiment dependent. And as a result, what's happened is that, as, as somebody put it, the velocity of sales in the luxury market has slowed down way more than, say, what the actual demand is. And the reason for that is very simple. Nobody wants to sort of buy a house for X and then see that it's available for 80% of that six, seven months later. In the luxury market, sentiment is down, and that's resulted in sales that are way below what the actual demand is. In the rest of the market, demand is just slow because of the affordability issue. And what do you reckon are some of these real estate developers doing to change the minds of people? 
people who have the cash to spend what are some of the marketing tactics one of them that i read was an emi scheme that was introduced by one of the developers so there are several schemes i mean the, the simplest thing is that they can just reduce prices but other than that developers saying that you know you can pay say up to 35% now and the rest when the house is complete they're also promising to give you a certain amount maybe say like free parking some of them throw in some fittings for the house etc etc so there are several tricks that developers try but at the end of the day you know they might get a discount here but they still sort of up prices by 10-15% in the last year so what you really need to see is whether you actually saving money or whether it's just a marketing game. Right. And since we are talking about these people, Deepak, if you could chip in for a second, what are the different kinds of customers are there for these houses? What percentage, let's say, invests in them only to spin it off a few months or a year or two later? And how many of them are aficionados who would like to live in the house that they buy? How is the Indian market as such spread, the customers? If it comes to luxury homes, the feedback that we get from the market is that the demand is slacking. There are only 80,000 individuals who the developers target for the luxury, super luxury homes. And demand right now is slacking for sure. Nevertheless, there is huge margins when it comes to profits for developers in them. And that's why developers are hoping that there will be a turnaround, especially after the elections. So they don't want to get into creating only affordable low-income homes, doing a mix of both low, middle, as well as luxury homes. So as to be able to cater to all, but the profits and the margins lie in the luxury market. And could it also be, Deepak, that the luxury market, uh, real estate market in India is a, a fledgling one. India is not known for uh, selling homes of that magnitude. So is it that the market itself is learning and developers and customers are going to learn as they go along? The market for luxury homes definitely has begun in the last five years only when the economy you know, shot 9% and there were enough wealthy individuals. So that's why in India is too early into this stage. There's much more to happen when it comes to luxury sector. That I agree. On that note, it's uh, time to wrap up. Thanks a lot, all of you, for your time. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you from Forbes, just message Forbes to 51818.